0: I don't know what you've come to expect this morning, but this ain't going to be an ordinary service. The Holy Spirit's going to move. We're having too many ordinary services in the church of Jesus Christ. We just need to give the Holy Spirit room to move in his church again. We need to expect healings. We need to expect signs, wonders, and miracles. We need to expect prophecy. We need to just let the Holy Ghost loose to do whatever he needs to do in the church of Jesus Christ today. Because it's his church. He's been sent by the Father and the Son. And it is such a delight to be with you here this morning. Thank you so much, my brother, for sharing that. Praise God for nations like you go into the Racine Revival. That are seeing moves of the Spirit. But praise God. God's doing something fresh in America right now. He's doing something fresh in Canada. He's doing something fresh in Europe. We're believing that we're in the last of the last days because Jesus is coming soon. And it's such a joy for myself and Anna to be with you today and to have the opportunity to share the Word of God with you. Some of you I don't know, but just to give us a little, give you a little bit of background about us, we are ministries that travel into the nations of the earth as a prophetic voice. We are sent to equip the church, but also to see souls saved, and we need both, don't we? We travel through the United Kingdom, spend a lot of time in Ireland, and also quite a lot of time in the United States and in... Canada as well just to let you know we've got some resources at the back um, I've got some books one book I just want to let you know about just quickly if you haven't got it it's called soul control how many of you know that, that some of the greatest battles that you face are not out there they're in here it's the war in the head it's the war in the soul it's dealing with your soul and allowing it to be renewed by the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So I've got some of those books at the back there if you're interested you can see myself or Anna by the end of the meeting we'll just be out the back there. If you've got your Bibles could you turn with me again to Acts chapter 1 we started here last night we were looking at the Holy Spirit and revival we were looking at characteristics of the Spirit of God and I'm again going to read some verses once I move these chairs and everything out of the way (laughs) from Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 but before we do that let's give the Holy Spirit room and opportunity to move let's just pray right now Heavenly Father we thank you for the reading of your word We thank you for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that your people are here right now. We believe that this morning people are going to be healed. We believe this morning that people are going to be delivered. Lord, if there are people that aren't walking right with you, we believe that there will be fresh commitments for Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you're shaking your church. You're doing something in your church in these days because your son is coming back. And Holy Spirit, we give you free liberty to move in whatever way you want to move in this place today. We say Holy Spirit come right now we know that these aren't just words you are here we say come we welcome you to do whatever you want to do in this place so we ask you now to release your gifts let there be a release of prophecy let there be a release of words of wisdom and words of knowledge let there be healing as people just sit in their seats right now let them step out and grab that healing in their body and expect the Spirit of God to move in Jesus name Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. But you shall receive power. That's not might receive. You shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Verse 14. They all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Acts 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, aren't you glad there's a suddenly? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house. Where they were sitting then there appeared to them tongues as of fire that sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know these verses that we've read here in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 show us what many commentators would call the birth or the beginnings of the church. And the church that we read of here didn't come into existence by methods, or management skills, or human efforts, or or man-made agendas. It was birthed through the Holy Ghost coming from heaven to earth the fire of God consuming and transforming every believer so that the world around them could say, what must I do to be saved? And you know, it's important this morning for us as the church to remind ourselves of the way that the church started, because the way it started is the way it should continue. And although the church has known much decline and much attack and at times has drifted, From the purposes of God, I believe that's about to to change. Because what Jesus provided through the Spirit for the, the early church, he has provided in fullness for the end time church. And what was so needful for those believers then, is so needful for the church today. We need in North America fresh encounters. With the Spirit of the Lord, we need fresh moves. Fresh manifestations of God's glory in the church of Jesus Christ. We need new revivals that change us and transform us so that the world can say, What must I do to be saved? We've got to remember without the the Holy Spirit, without a fresh corporate invasion of the Spirit of God, we are empty. We are dry. We might have plenty of words, but we've got no power to back it up. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Without the Holy Spirit, all we have is a form of godliness and a denial of its power. We refer to what God did in the past, rather than what God is doing in the present. We become a monument instead of a movement. And you know, from the verses that we've read, we see that the breath of the Spirit of God is the answer. He's the one who blows. He's the one who comes like wind to blow out religion. Blow out tradition. Blow out form. Blow out legalism. To get the church revived and to get the church moving again. Charles Spurgeon once said this. He said, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. We are like ships without wind. We go nowhere without the Spirit of God. You know what Spurgeon said is so true for us this morning. But these believers were not like that. They were determined to meet with God. They were determined to receive the inheritance that Jesus had promised. They were determined to surrender everything to see heaven invade earth. They wouldn't settle for anything less than what Jesus had promised. And you know, we've got to reach that point of desperation. We've got to reach that point where we say nothing matters apart from God's kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. We're not just going to settle for meeting together. It's good to meet together, but there's more than meeting together. We've got to meet with God. So often we talk about God, sing about God, read about God, but you've got to meet with God. You've got to meet with the presence of God. You've got to meet with the power of God. You've got to meet with this person that the Father and the Son has sent called the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Spirit is not an it, he's not a thing. He's not a vapor, he is a person. The Pentecostal church in this nation was, was birthed through the fires of revival. Through, through the outpouring of the Spirit. And in Pentecostal churches today there needs to be a fresh outpouring. A fresh manifestation of the Spirit of God. Not just for us. But for our friends and our families and our communities. This is the will of God for you, this is the will of God for me. Do you know, wherever you look in the Bible, you find that God is visible. You go from Genesis all the way to Revelation, you see a God that can be seen. A God that manifests himself. Old Testament on you, you see a visible God. And the God who was visible in the Bible needs to and wants to be visible through the Holy Spirit today. I'm telling you, we've crossed a threshold. We are in a new season. There's a greater manifestation in the last 12 months that we have seen in our, our ministry than we've seen in previous years. Revival is in the air. Can you sense it? Can you see it? Can you hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? Revival is in the air and we must prepare for that. You know, just about every every meeting over the last few months, we've seen people healed. We've seen people delivered. We've seen altars filled with people who have just come and said, I need to put my life right with God. And you know, we need to see that in every church, in every community, through this nation. It is time for revival. And revival doesn't start out there, it starts in here. David said this again and again in the Psalms. Revive me, revive me, revive me. Revival is is an internal process where the Spirit of God changes you. From the inside out. Do you know within these verses we see a number of prophetic points. That relate to us as the church of Jesus Christ today. I'd like to mention some of those points, and I pray that that these points that the Spirit of God will speak to you will go deep into your heart and cause you to believe and dream and expect revival again. Fresh outpourings of the Spirit of God. Firstly, we see sacrifice. The Western church doesn't like that word, but there was sacrifice, there was prayer. There was hunger. There was a determination to meet with God. Acts 1 verse 14. And they all continued with one accord. That's a miracle in itself. My Lord, you try and get a number of churches together for revival meetings. We'd have signs, wonders, and miracles just to get the churches together. Just to get the pastors in one room. That would be a miracle. But they would have won a call. The church was together. In prayer and supplication. Here's the key. Here's the solution for the church today. They were determined. They were relentless. They were thirsty for God. They were constantly in prayer. They would have won. I like you, my brother. At least you'll speak out and say something. That's a good idea. (laughs) They were determined to meet with God. They believed that the promise of Jesus would become a reality that they would experience. Listen, before the, the suddenly, before saturations, there was sacrifice. They gave up their time, they gave up their interest, they gave up their desires for God's plan. They believed that the kingdom of God was more important than the everyday things of life. God wants you to enjoy life, but the king and his kingdom has to be first. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. But you've got to seek first the king. These believers put action to their word. They did something. They sought the face of God. Nothing will change until we seek the face of God. Serious times demand serious actions. You look at what's happening naturally. You look at what's happening locally, governmentally. We need to seek the face of God. If my people will humble themselves and pray. You know the promise in scripture as well as I do. If my people will humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. God wants to heal this land. But he's got to find the people that will stand in the gap. He's got to find the people that are hungry and thirsty and desperate to meet with him and him alone. I remember when I was a teenager, that's many, many years ago. I'd got saved in this church in the South Wales Valleys, and we were there. There was about five of us in the youth. But we knew that God wanted to save people and we started to pray and pray and pray. We came together three nights a week just to pray for youth. We went out and just witnessed to youth. And we kept on praying and we kept on seeking the face of God. And God saw our hunger. God saw our zeal. Not a lot of knowledge but a lot of zeal. And we kept on praying and we kept on reaching people. And you know within a year that youth group went from five to about 60. God answered, God responded. God was faithful to the prayer of five of us that got together and prayed, and that, that that youth group just exploded. You know, God hears prayer. Prayer to me is a mystery. God could just go and do it. But He wants to hear your prayer. Your prayer is powerful, your prayer is effective. You have power through your prayers to bind on earth what's bound in heaven, to loose on earth what's loosed in heaven. Stand in the gap. And pray. Secondly, there was a suddenly. Acts 2 verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. There was a suddenly. I want you to prepare yourself this morning for suddenlies. Just like God began a new chapter for the early church with a suddenly. Suddenly. So I believe we're in a season right now prophetically where God is moving suddenly by his spirit in his church and also in in your life. It says this in Isaiah 48 verse 3, I declared the former things long ago and I proclaimed them and then suddenly I acted. I believe I have a conviction within my heart that we're in a season right now of suddenlies. I believe by the Spirit that God is moving suddenly in your life, suddenly in your business, suddenly in your family. There is sudden moves of the Spirit of God that are breaking out in the body of Christ right now. Get ready for a suddenly. Get ready this morning for a suddenly of healing. Get ready for a suddenly of salvation. Get ready for sudden breakthroughs of the Spirit of God. Sudden restorations, sudden revivals, sudden moves of the Spirit. Suddenly, Sudden moves of the Spirit of God. I remember myself and Anna. We were in a meeting and a man came out. He had throat cancer. And you know we prayed for him. And he, and he had a huge lump on his throat. We prayed for him and the lump went down. He went to the doctor the following week. And there was no cancer in his throat. Why? Because Jesus is a healing Jesus. Amen. Healing is for today sudden breakthroughs of the Spirit of God that the Lord wants us to expect sacrifice suddenlies but after the suddenlies there was a sound suddenly there was a sound from heaven just like God moves suddenly heaven always releases sound, why? because your God and my God is a speaking God And we've got to expect, like we heard God speak this morning, we've got to expect God to speak. All the time. He's speaking to his church right now. He's revealing his purpose to his people right now. And we have the ability, if we've been baptized in the spirit of God, we have the the ability, we have that prophetic DNA to hear the voice of God. Jesus said this in John 10, he said, My sheep hear my voice. And they follow me. You can't follow him unless you're hearing his voice. You've got to position yourself right now to hear the voice of God. You've got to pray in the spirit. You've got to get in his presence. You've got, you've got to continually expect God to speak. You've got to walk hand in hand with the spirit of God every day. And he will speak. I believe that we can live conscious of the presence of God all the time. We're always in his presence. Why? Because you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives within you right now. And he wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. And he wants to direct you. In fact that's one of the promises in Acts chapter 2 verse 17. After the time of power there is a release of the prophetic nature of God in the people of God. Because it says in Acts 2 verse 17. In the last days God says... I will pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. It doesn't say apostles. It doesn't say elders or prophets or pastors. It says sons and daughters. Have we got any sons and daughters of the king in the house this morning? Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men. Will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Listen, as soon as you were born again, you were born from above. You might be in this world, but you don't belong in this world. You are a spiritual person in a natural body. Your spirit has been born again. And part of the evidence of the prophetic spirit within you is that you can hear the word of the Lord. You see visions, you see dreams. Your eyes are open to the spirit realm. I haven't got enough time to tell you testimony after testimony after testimony. Of when my eyes have been open, or Anna's eyes have been open, Or when we've had dreams and visions and we've been led by the spirit of God and incredible things have happened. I remember being in a meeting a number of years ago and there was a lady came over and she was bent over. And everybody was looking at this lady and they were trying to to give her care and compassion and I understand that was right. But most people in that room, 99% of people in that room just saw the lady bent over. I saw the lady bent over but my eyes were open and I saw a snake on her back. And the Spirit of the Lord says to me, there's a spirit of infirmity causing that, that, that disease in her back. Cast it out this morning and she will be healed. So I started preaching. And I was getting into my message. And the Spirit of God said to me, I'm not, you're not here this morning just to deliver that nicely polished sermon. You're here to set that woman free. Stop. so I stopped halfway through my message and I said sister can you just stand up right now I need to pray for you obviously I didn't tell her there was a snake on the back <laughs> I said how long have you been sick she said 14 years she said I haven't been able to stand up properly for 14 years I said today you're gonna stand up properly because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in the heavenly places. My eyes have been opened and that spirit's going to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I, I commanded it to leave. She, she gave a shriek. She started crying out. She fell straight to the floor and she got up completely healed. Never had that problem since that moment. You see there's natural sickness And then there's a demonic sickness That will cause oppression on people If you're held by any spirit this morning You're going to be set free There was a lady here last night That got completely delivered from the demonic And was set free Why? Because just like Jesus cast out demons We cast out demons Not out of judgment But out of love God wants his people whole He wants them free he wants them set free from things that hold them back. We need to pray, oh God, open our eyes. That was the prayer of the prophet Elisha for his servant. When, 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 when the armies... We're coming near to to the prophet Elisha and his servant. the, the, The prophet Elisha said, oh God, open his eyes. Let him see what's happening in the spiritual realm. Not just what's happening in the natural realm. And when the armies were coming against the prophet, the servant's eyes were open. And he saw chariots of fire. Surrounding the prophet and the servant. And our prayer must be, oh God, open my eyes. Because there's not just a natural realm. There is a spiritual realm that's as real as the natural realm. And God wants our eyes open to see what is happening in the realm of the spirit. So that we can change things in the here and now. Because when your eyes are open. When you can see. When you can hear what the spirit is saying. Things change. Miracles happen. See, God wants to tune your spirit into the frequency of the Holy Ghost. You've got to be on the right frequency to hear His voice. You've got to be in that place. He wants to tune you into His frequency, His channel this morning. Do you know when I was a kid, my mum and dad had a TV? It didn't have buttons. Didn't have a remote control. I'm sure there's some of you that can remember. I was the one who had to get up and go to the TV. When there was no picture, when there was no sound, when there was just a distorted picture. I was the one who had to get up and fine tune. That TV to the right channel. But when it was on the right channel. There was a clarity of sound. And there was a clarity of picture. I could see clearly. And I could hear clearly. And that's what the Holy Ghost wants to do with you and with me. He wants to tune us into the channel of God. Because things happen when we are tuned into his channel. We see things. We're available instruments to be used by him. A friend of mine a number of years ago was in a prayer meeting and and in this prayer meeting the Lord just opened his eyes and they were just praying for the town. And in the prayer meeting he saw a bridge that he knew was in the town where he lived and he saw a man on the bridge. And he saw that the man got out of the car and the Spirit of God said to him the man that you see right now is getting ready to take his life. Leave the prayer meeting right now go down to that bridge and tell him that Jesus loves him. He left that prayer meeting, he went down to that bridge and that man was on that bridge and he was getting ready to take his life. And my friend got there just in time and he said, Jesus loves you. Do not take your life tonight. There's a plan and there's a purpose for your life. That's being used by the Spirit of God and God can use us all like that. we just got to be open, we just got to be available. Visions, words, dreams. Don't discount the dreams that you have God can give you dreams God can lead you through dreams He can speak to you While you sleep Now you've got to discern what's a nightmare And what's a, what's a dream from God or, or whether you've had too much food Before you go to bed I understand all of that But there are dreams that God can give you I remember a number of years ago with myself and Anna Had a business, she got up, she woke up abruptly about 5 50 in the morning, she said, John, get out of bed right now. I said, What? I can go to bed late, but I don't like rising early. She said, Get out of bed, we're going on a prayer walk. We got out of bed, we went on this prayer walk, she said, I had a dream last night. And she said, I've seen this lady and I've seen her daughter, I know the lady. I don't know the daughter, but there's been a major rift between them and we need to pray right now. She said, I don't know how long it's gone on, but in the dream I saw that, that there was a, a divide between them and God wants to heal that divide and we need to pray right now. We need to bind the enemy we need to cast out the devil from that family relationship and believe that God is going to do something. We prayed. I went to work. Anna went to work. She, she contacted me later because she messaged this lady. And she said, I had a dream last night and you were in it and your daughter were in it. She explained the situation and she said this. She said, we have been in a complete rift for for the last number of years. But it's interesting that you've contacted me right now because my daughter has contacted me this morning. The first time for many years. And she said, God gave me that dream and we prayed and God is going to restore that relationship. And the relationship was totally restored. We've got to position ourselves to hear from heaven. And see what the Spirit of God is doing. God can show you things. As your customers come into your your office. God can reveal things. As you're sat at your desk. He can give you the word of the Lord. To bring change. And transformation. To people's lives. I haven't got enough time to just share stories. But about 8 years ago. Myself and Anna. I had a dream from God on different, different nights and in this dream, I was leaving my business and we were leaving the, the church that we were pastoring and we were on the road to Ireland. I'd, I'd never been to Ireland, but we saw revival in Ireland. Hadn't been for many years, sorry. And we sold our business and we handed over the church. And us two, only knowing two churches, went to Ireland, and the rest is history. We followed a dream that God gave us. We followed the word of the Lord. It didn't come from anybody else, but it was a divine encounter. And we went to Ireland, and now we minister into over 50 churches in Ireland. We minister into Canada. We minister into the United States of America because we saw a heavenly vision. We were led through a dream, and God made the rest happen. And so he will do with you. You've just got to be open. And believe that he speaks. Not just through the pastor. Not just through the, the traveling evangelist or ministry. He speaks through you. There's an interesting verse in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 which says we fix our eyes not on what is seen. But on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is Eternal sacrifice suddenly sound there's got to be a sound from heaven but the next point is this there was saturation all of that is just words without the saturation without the filling of the Holy Ghost Acts 2 verse 4 and they were all filled with the Spirit Acts 4 verse 31 when they prayed they were all filled with the Holy Spirit They continued to speak the word of God with boldness. They were all filled. The church of Jesus Christ was filled. Not just the apostles, not just the elders, but all of the church was filled with the Holy Ghost. And the same filling and the same outpouring and the same saturation of the Spirit is what we need today. We can't live without the filling of the Spirit. We need that fresh filling, that fresh outpouring of the Spirit every day. You can do nothing without the Spirit. You can't understand the Word without the Spirit. You can't expect the fruit to manifest without the Spirit. You can't see the gifts without the Spirit. You can't speak with power and authority without the Holy Spirit. You can't uh, receive wisdom or knowledge or understanding into the things of God without the Holy Spirit. We need Him. Because the Father is in heaven. The Son is at the right hand of the Father. Praise God for the Father. Praise God for the Son. But the Father and the Son has sent the Spirit so that we can live an empowered life today. I need that filling. I need that outpouring. And so do you. What God did in the beginning, He is continuing to do today. Praise God for visitations that we've had in this nation. But I believe that there's a habitation of the Spirit that's going to be an outpouring that, that fills us up to, to fullness so that we can see Jesus return. In our day and our generation, finally, from saturation, we're going to be sent. We are sent ones. It's not just the evangelists. Every one of us are sent. Maybe not to other nations, but we are sent to our communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You might be saying, well, John, I can't go to the ends of the earth. You don't need to. Probably God hasn't called you to, but you can go to your world. You can go to your family. You can go to your community. You can be open and available. That's all that God is asking For you to be open and available and willing to be used by him. Isaiah put it like this. Here am I Lord. Send me. And you know God in these days doesn't want to make converts. He wants to make disciples. He wants people saved. So that they can become disciples of Jesus. And reach others and make more disciples. That's what Jesus has told us to do. To go and make disciples. To preach the gospel without fear. Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. The purpose of the filling of the spirit is not just for me. Or for you. Praise God for what it does in our lives but it has to reach others. It's not about you and me just receiving power for ourselves. It has to uh, transform our communities. That's why Acts 1 verse 8 says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So that you shall be witnesses. The purpose of the power is to be a witness. A witness that speaks the word of love with authority. A witness that that heals. A witness that delivers. A witness that that commands demons to leave in the name of Jesus. It's interesting that the Spirit of God fell at Pentecost. Pentecost speaks about first fruits. Pentecost speaks about harvest. The Jews came together from all different nations to celebrate harvest. But what they got that day on Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, was more than a natural harvest. They got a spiritual harvest. There was a prophetic sign there concerning Pentecost. And it was harvest because on the first day, 3,000 were saved. And then, then 5,000 were saved. And then millions around the world. And today we have millions upon millions that would say, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Because the gospel and the power of the Spirit is to release a harvest. There's a harvest in Delaware. There's a harvest in Selbyville. There's a harvest in this whole area of people that are ready to receive Christ Jesus right now. Even before revival fully breaks, there's a harvest right now. That's why the Bible says now is the day of salvation. Now. The disciples said, well, isn't it four months off? We'll wait till revival. No, now. We've just got to be willing, we've got to be available, we've got to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. I believe in this new season that we're going to see many, many people come to Christ. In fact, I had a vision last, last year, and in this vision I, I saw God's people go to this tree, and the tree was full of apples, but the apples were not fully ripe. And God's people were shaking this tree, and small amounts of fruit was coming off this tree, and then they went off a little bit disheartened. A little bit down because they thought that their families and their, and their, their neighbors and, and their friends were, were, were ready to get saved. And they kept on shaking, but the fruit wasn't dropping. And then it was like I was projected further in time and the Lord said, look at the tree again. And I looked at the tree and, and the, the, the tree was full of fruit, but the fruit was ripe. There is a timing for ev- everything. How many of you know that? And he said, look at my people. They were shaking the tree and the, and the fruit was just falling off everywhere. Hallelujah. And God's people were just filling that fruit into their baskets and taking that baskets home. Listen, the tree is ripe now. It might not have been ripe. Five years, ten years, a year ago. But it is right. There are people right now that are ready to receive Christ into their lives. There are backsliders, that are prodigals. This is a season to see backsliders and prodigals come back to Christ. P- people within your family, maybe sons and daughters, mothers, fathers, husbands, a or, or, or wife. Whatever it is, they are ready. They are right right now. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't say in your heart, it will never be so. This is the time, this is the season where the Spirit of the Lord is doing his greatest work ever. Sacrifice. I'll stand in the gap and pray. I'll get hungry, I'll get thirsty for God. I believe that God's going to do something in this church even if I'm the only one who's standing in the gap and praying. And I don't believe that. I'm not just going to go to church on a Sunday morning and that's me done for the week. What's that all about? What is that all about? I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be thirsty for the things of God. I'm going to be on the cutting edge of what God is doing in my day and in my generation. I'm going to be a man or a woman of sacrifice. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to expect suddenness. There's a suddenly with my name on it this morning. In Jesus' name. Say that in your heart. I'm ready for a suddenly. I'm ready for God to move suddenly. I'm ready for for him to move quickly. I'm ready for him to bring order where there is disorder. Suddenly's of health. Suddenly's of healing. Suddenly's of deliverance. Sudden moves of the spirit of God. Sacrifice. Suddenly. But there's got to be a sound. Sound of God. God is amplifying his voice. He might have whispered in the past, but I'm telling you something right now. If you will open your hearts and your minds to the Spirit of God, he's shouting, he is amplifying what he is saying into your heart. The sound. Saturation. Live in saturation. Live determined to be full of the Spirit of God every day. I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord is here right now. He's going to minister to some people. As many that need it today, you might get a prophetic word. You might get a word of knowledge. You might get a deliverance or a healing. He wants to saturate you with himself. He wants to do more than you expect him to do because that is the generosity and the nature of the God that we serve. And from saturation, we're going to be sent with the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Dear sister, would you just come forward right now? Can I just pray for you? Oh, yes, you. <laughs> Hallelujah.